Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a great show for you today. And I can't wait to get to it, but I will, because first we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back, and as promised, we have a great show for you today. We have with us none other than the mayor of Springfield, Dominic Sarno. Mayor, how are you? Good, George. How are you? I'm great. It's good to have you back on the show. It's been too long. Always good to have you here on Business Talk. So, anyway, how are things? Uh, We're doing fine. I mean, you know, there's never a a dull moment uh, down (laughs) here at the mayor's office, and uh, uh, we got to continue. moving forward, whether it's on major projects or if a Mrs. Smith calls up and says, I need a pothole filled. So it runs the gamut and uh, we're here to serve and uh, proud and humbled to be uh, the mayor of the city of Springfield. But we do have a lot of uh, good things going on and uh, we're coming out of the COVID-19. We had tremendous amount of momentum prior to that. I think we're starting to get our mojo back. So let's uh, stop there. Momentum is is kind of a tricky thing. The city had, as you said, a good deal of momentum before COVID. Things were starting to to move forward in a a lot of ways. There was a lot of vibrancy downtown, Springfield. MGM had just been open for maybe a year, a year and a half at that time. Talk about momentum. How much was lost and and where we are in, in regaining that momentum, getting it back again? There was a tremendous amount that was lost, George, because uh, anything, decisions we did uh, about what could or could not be done had to be based on dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. We were literally flying the plane as we were building it. And as you know, a lot of uh, uh, activities, businesses had to shut down. Uh, We worked very quickly to to do uh, three or four rounds of prime to pump to get money out to our businesses to help them not only... uh, uh, stabilize, but really to survive. Uh, and But when you look at it, we did keep projects going. I mean, prior to COVID-19, as you said, downtown was hopping. I had a number of projects going on in our, our neighborhoods from new schools being built and libraries and parks and community centers, housing projects. But we did keep things going. Uh, I never shut City Hall down. We were working uh, every day. Uh, you know, via appointment. But uh, in the early days of COVID-19, we were meeting early in the morning, all my cabinet heads, you know, reminding me in a way of the old tornado days some 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything, decisions had to be based off that on public health, on uh, uh, medicine, and on the uh, sciences. And then we tried to balance keeping our economy going uh, on it. But that really through everything for, and we had to make sure basic needs, people are being fed and, and, you know, we had 18 satellite feeding centers open. I, I just go on and on and uh, getting PPEs. And so that was the main focus there because we had to, to move forward. You had to build public confidence, 
uh, business confidence and consumer confidence. And those were heady days that year and a half. Mm-hmm. What are some of the signs that you're seeing uh, that the city is moving out of uh, those COVID doldrums? Some cities are doing it better and faster than others. Uh, reports out of Boston are that uh, the, that city is now finally starting to see traffic coming back yep. and, and some of the vibrancy, but, but, but it took a long time. And, and, and Boston was, was very quiet for, for quite a while there. Right? What are the, the signs that Springfield's coming out of this? Start, people are coming back to work. One, the only good thing that came out of this, if you could say a good thing, this pandemic COVID-19 is this uh, Zoom aspect that you could literally do meetings and uh, whether it's across the country or across the state to keep things going. I'm old school. I like to do things uh, 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 in person. And what happened is that businesses, and this is key, businesses saw that they could possibly retool or survive uh, with not as much physical plant. And I, and I have to be cognizant of that because, we, you know, foot traffic is important. That drives all the ancillary other businesses that are in the downtown area or neighborhood business district area also affects tax base too. But I think more and more people now uh, want to be back in the action, only use Zoom when you have to use Zoom. Uh, and and that starts the, the day-to-day stuff. On top of that, you know, activities are started again. Shows have started. The T-Birds made one hell of a run. And I can't say enough about the, uh, local ownership of, headed by Paul Picknelly all the way to a Calder Cup uh, uh, run on it. And we literally had sold out uh, uh, the Mass Mutual Center, the Thunderdome, and all that trickled out to all the uh, restaurants and businesses in downtown. MGM, the shows are coming back, the Mass Mutual Center, right behind me, the beautiful and majestic uh, Symphony Hall. And that starts uh, threatening now. You know, we'll have the uh, – Jazz, the Jazz and Roots Fest is coming on thousands and thousands of people downtown. And there, there's spinoff effects. So the traffic is now coming back and people are coming back uh, to work. And I think that's important because that adds to uh, vibrancy. A lot of places have changed up, George. You're, you know, you're an aficionado when it comes to business stuff. Some places have decided to, you know, we're going to maybe we go half and half on this, but uh, we're encouraging, continue to encourage. We're, you know, we've been back all at City Hall, all departments for a long time, mm-hmm. and we kept the essentials going during the height of COVID-19. But I think you're finally starting to see that come back, and uh, that will be, be my continued push. Okay. So let's talk about a couple of projects. I, I know uh, parking garages are not sexy uh, when it comes to economic <laughs> development. Uh, Necessary, though. In, in any city uh, of, of any size, parking garages. But they are important. And, and they this one uh, has the potential to be more than just a, a parking garage. Uh, talk about it a little bit. This yes. is a Civic Center parking garage. Right. I'm looking out my window right now. It, it's, it's not coming down yet, but I know it's coming down soon. I We're going to get a new I one can- in its place and... That's right. I can't wait to take a sledgehammer to it. But that's another project that they said would never happen in the city of Springfield. And I'm proud under my administration. We've been able to pull off a number of projects, uh, whether it be with the Union Station with Congressman Neal, 31 Elm Court Square, uh, the, the, the CRRC, the largest railway manufacturing in the world, uh, MGM. You go on and on and on. The garage is another one. And people, uh, George, as you said, that, that's not really a sexy project. It is a necessary project. 
But this is not, and we work, this is the great relationship, and I'm going to miss them dearly. Governor Baker and Lieutenant Governor Plato, what a great relationship we've had and good friends they've been not only to uh, me, but the city of Springfield and, and the Commonwealth. We put a deal together uh, with the state, and now we're going to have a brand new garage. But this garage is much more than that, George. You hit it right on the head. This is a state of the art. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be a, uh, the, the lighting of it, the natural light, the green of it. Also, the Bruce Landon Way is going to be activated. So in essence, at times, it's really going to be shut down. And much like Fenway Park, that is going to be uh, auxiliary to the Mass Mutual Center. And next, we'll have the EV stations that are going to be in there uh, for electric vehicles. Next door, the parking lot, which we uh, acquired that. That area there is going to be an exposition area, too. It's going to be kiosks there, shows that are going on or exhibits in Mass Mutual Center, interactive there. And then the first level will have some type of retail component uh, there. And the big thing, I've been saying it for years, on the State Street side, State Street side and Main Street across uh, diagonally from uh, uh, the MGM and then the buildings we acquired temporarily across the street to uh, redevelop those uh, private development, there should be an entrance there. We're finally going to get that entrance. You're going to have an entrance on the State Street side and Main Street with like a, you know, one of those, the Broadway marquees there. It's going to be very uh, welcoming and they're going to do improvements going up to State Street Quarter on the Mass Mutual Center. So this really activates it. But the parking garage is not only key for the shows down at the Mass Mutual Center, but for the T-Birds. And we're, we're trying to time that to get this done as soon as possible. And we have a transition plan uh, uh, for the T-Birds. And for George, your forte, the business community. This is a key integral parking garage for our business community and visitors coming downtown. So I'm very excited. This is much more than a garage, well over uh, $50 million or more. We've really thought out of the box. And I really want to thank the Mass uh, Convention Center, uh, uh, their leadership there, and again, Governor Baker, Lieutenant Governor Polito, and all their secretariats that worked hand in hand with my administration put this together. So, uh, yeah, new garage. And, George, it's much more than just a new garage. Okay. You're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. Uh, we're talking uh, this week with Mayor Dominic Sarno, city of Springfield, uh, talking about uh, the city and, and the momentum lost during the pandemic and picking up some of that momentum again. We talked about the parking garage. Another project, uh, finally, talk about the projects that took a long time to come to fruition, uh, 31 Elm Street, uh, <laughs> Court Square. Uh, this is important to the city for, for a number of different reasons, uh, not just uh, reactivating a lawn dormant property, but uh, this is going to be residential. It's going to bring new people into downtown. We all know that formula about uh, the, the keys to a downtown. You need residents, you need businesses, businesses spur more residents, residents and spur more businesses. Yep. We get on that cycle. Talk about this project and, and, and what it means for the city. It all plays off each other. That's another project that I mentioned before, George, I appreciate you bringing it up that they said would never get done. But, uh, you know, my administration, our stick-to-itiveness, this was a very unique collaboration partnership, public and private partnership, from uh, Peter Picknelly, 
uh, a junior. I mean, his father, senior guy, rest his soul, wanted to do this project 30-something years ago to uh, uh, win a development to Governor Baker, uh, to Mass Mutual, Roger Crandall, to the city, uh, uh, to MGM uh, coming across on their residential housing component. And when you look upon it, some years ago, uh, as I became mayor uh, at the tail end of the financial control board, which I served on, they had a study done. And they said the pivotal project that needed to get done, George, as you said, that would spur a lot of economic development and also the psyche of the city was getting that Court Square 31 Elm Street uh, done. And when you look upon it, people want housing options. And I'm uh, more and more, I'm looking for more market rate housing options downtown. They would be able to work, play, but they also want to be able to shop. And another big component of that is bringing the well-respected Demore family, big Y grocery store downtown. And now you start, people start to say, geez, I, to the empty nesters and baby boomers, I want to downsize. I want to come back to my home core city. Now I have that availability to do it in Springfield. I may be even working downtown or vicinity. And by the way, I can go shopping downtown now. And that starts that good cycle that plays off from each other. But we're very excited. That moved forward, you know, uh, even during COVID. The work is going on there. Local, Fontaine Brothers, they do great work. They've done great work for me in other projects and with schools. You know, that's the other thing, too. Schools, Lincoln Brightwood, that was built during COVID. The, uh, the Barry Swan School is being built right now. But that 31L was, and Court Square was another project that people said wouldn't get done. And now it's getting done and it builds on the psyche. And it's important. You have a $1 billion investment next door at MGM. And uh, it's important to bring back that historic uh, building to its grandeur. And that's what we're doing here. So, very, very proud of that. And again, a lot of people involved to make this thing uh, happen. I hope I didn't miss anybody uh, no. uh, on that. Let's, um, let's talk about MGM for a minute. Uh, we're coming up on four years now. Time does fly, certainly. Uh, it was four years ago, you and Mike Mathis riding down Main Street in the, in the Rolls yeah. Royce there. It uh, seems like yesterday, but in another sense, it seems like it was more like 40 years ago rather than yeah. four. Obviously, we're not entirely where we want to be four years later but uh it, it's been a, a strange four years two and a half of those have been interrupted by covid talk about mgm the impact it's had and the impact we hope to see moving forward well, especially with the governor signing the sports betting well, bill and and i already told chris kelly had reached out to me mayor we'd love to have you make the uh first wager and i told him i'll be more than happy to to do that and don't I'm bet on the red sox man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know, boy, we got to get off the schneid there. But uh, uh, I'm glad the legislature finally uh, got this to Governor Baker's desk. It's essential, uh, essential to unique property. Prior to COVID-19, and even now, MGM's been a very good corporate uh, citizen. You got to remember, uh, whether through the state or through the country, people will say nobody struck the deal we struck with MGM, uh, with my team, uh, guaranteed money guaranteed money uh, no matter what uh, on that. So prior to COVID-19, as you saw with all the shows we had going on, the Red Sox, the hot stove, the winter uh, weekend was a complete success here, thousands and thousands of people. And and then uh, COVID-19 hit. And they had to shut down for a while too. Now, 
as they started to reopen uh, and starting to bring workforce back, uh, their numbers weren't that bad. Why? Because people were not traveling. They were not taking the planes. They weren't going to Vegas. They weren't going to Atlanta City. They were going to regional hub centers. So MGM was able to hang in there. Now it's starting to come back again. Things are starting to reopen. We're looking forward on the Main Street area, uh, the buildings that we temporarily have right now, repurposing them and getting them back uh, uh, for conducive development uh, and uh, also reactivating the Main Street sidewalk area there of MGM, making it interactive. You can see just the little things we did with the old old school, old country lights that we uh, strung across Main Street, Worthington Mm -hmm. Street, the Ford area. People love that. But MGM has been a good corporate citizen and uh, things are starting to open up now. But we, I'll tell you, prior to COVID-19, there was a tremendous amount of momentum going on. We're getting the mojo back uh, on it. And little by little, things are opening. Workforce is uh, uh, coming back. I think that sports uh, gambling, sports betting, uh, brings a, another attraction to come down there and say, geez, I can go watch the uh, Kentucky Derby. So, well, let's go game. I'll have a bite to eat. Let's get a drink. Let's, you know, let's go out to another restaurant in downtown Springfield. So I'm glad that's happened. And uh, uh, again, that was a $1 billion uh, investment. It has helped bring uh, revenue into the coffers of the city of Springfield. The spinoffs, when things are going on, places are packed uh, downtown. And uh, it's also helped me try to be fair on the tax base to the residents and to the business community, having those um, uh, monies come in. Okay. We talk a lot about downtown, uh, naturally. This is where most of it happens in the city. But uh, Springfield's a city of neighborhoods, a lot of different neighborhoods. And uh, you've been focusing uh, a lot of the uh, federal monies, the COVID monies, not yeah. just on downtown, but but in the neighborhoods as well. In the couple of minutes we have left, talk about uh, efforts beyond downtown. Well, I'm very appreciative of uh, the ARPA funds. Uh, we got about 123 million, and that that's, goes very quickly. Let me tell you, and I'm very appreciative of uh, Chairman Neal, Congressman Neal, Richie. Uh, he really advocated that my direct conduit. We spoke all the time. We had direct contact with the Treasury. Department officials on how this money can be allocated properly. I held well over 36, 38 meetings, neighborhood councils, businesses, nonprofits from August all the way into October to hear from the uh, the individuals, the businesses, the people, nonprofit, where they needed help. That helped me form seven categories for this uh, money that we're putting across. And we put out well over $50 million now. A lot has gone to small businesses, many of those minority-owned or women-owned uh, businesses. We've done a, household stuff, nonprofits who affect thousands and thousands of people, and we're going to continue to put that money out. Then, shortly, I'm going to have to set aside some other money because I need to do as we did with the tornado. People must remember back to tornado. I promised uh, that after the tornado, we would do transformative projects. And I think we've lived up to that, people will say, uh, on that. So I'm looking to do some transformative projects across the city. So you have to keep some money for the city. I'm very hopeful uh, that the uh, legislature, I mean, they're sitting on $5 billion of ARPA funds right now. And I was asked to testify a couple of times by Governor Baker 
down in Boston, and my chief development officer, Tim Sheehan, also testified via Zoom to that joint committee of the legislature, indicating to them that you got to get this money out ASAP because it has to be encumbered by 2024. And planning and, and uh, putting things together take a year, year and a half. The worst thing you want to say to your constituents is that the federal government clawed back that money. So I'm hopeful that uh, they're able to come back in the session or a one-day session and do something to get that economic development bill uh, out. Because I only have so much money. Everybody is being sent my way. Springfield, or my administration, one of the few in the Commonwealth that is doing this. There's not many other cities and towns that are allocating uh, this money the way we are doing, all the way down to households and direct uh, cash assistance. On top of that, I put $3 million in the wayfinders during the height of the COVID pandemic to help people pay their mortgages, their rents, their utilities. And of course, we did the prime, the pump to get money to businesses too, to keep them, uh, to try to keep them open and, and transitioning. So... I'm hopeful the legislature can come across with that money because the money we've given out, we've asked those people to use uh, the entities, businesses, nonprofits, use as leverage to the state saying, Jesus, our administration gave me so much. Can you at least match that mm-hmm. or hopefully double or triple that? But the money needs to get out ASAP. People and businesses are hurting um, right now. So I'm hopeful. I know Governor Baker wanted it out immediately, too. But I hope uh, I appreciate the legislative uh, legislators, you know, really, they need to get this money out. You, you don't want to tell your constituents the federal government clawed this money back. And you got to follow specific rules on allocating uh, these funds with people that deserve it, businesses and nonprofits. As you see, and President Biden is a special unit now. And you read about it every day. Mm-hmm. People fraudulently are getting this money. And I want my people of Springfield or business of Springfield that deserve it to get it. So that's why some people might say, well, I put in, you don't live in the city. You put in fraudulent terms. You you can't have that. So it takes the checks and balances. You see the prosecutions are going on now. And I want to make my ARPA team has done a great job to make sure that people are providing all the proper paperwork because we really want the people who need it and the businesses and nonprofits to get that money, not people that, you know, cannot receive that money. That takes away from people who need it. So, uh, but we're pro- we're the only one doing it. I-, I believe I'm one of the few cities in the Commonwealth doing it the way that we are doing it, getting the money out. Some have just kept it, use it for city budget type stuff and city uh, projects, which I'm going to do shortly. But the, the majority of the money we're putting out to the on the street. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mayor. We appreciate your time. Very George, anytime. As always, we'll have you back on soon. All right. Thank you. Good health to you all and continued okay. success. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you again, Mayor, and thank you to all of you for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.